is your gas tank on E? Are you trying to run on empty? Hi, and welcome to Mind Your Business, episode number two. I am your host, Sharon Caruthers, HR consultant and owner of Bold Consulting, helping leaders maintain high performance by engaging their teams in supportive work environments. I am also the host of Recharge and Refresh, a forum for women who want to take charge of and redirect their lives and confidently make a difference in their areas of passion and strength while being resilient and fully thriving in the face of any life challenge. If you are listening to my podcast for the first time, Mind Your Business is a Caribbean expression which is usually a fast way of telling others to stop involving themselves in our affairs and to stop giving unwanted and unsolicited advice. In this podcast, I am using this expression in its literal sense, encouraging each of us to mind our business by paying attention to those things that affect us personally and doing what we need to do to protect and nurture our overall well-being. I would love for us to disabuse ourselves of the notion that self-care is selfish. Instead, my hope is that we will explore together in my podcast and we will understand and accept and strongly believe and act on the fact that the more you mind your business and take care of yourself, the more capacity you will have to serve others in the areas and ways that only you can. Now, I'm talking about self-care, not because I am a guru on this topic, but quite the opposite. I have learned the hard way that self-care is essential if we are to enjoy life to the fullest, while at the same time fulfilling our God-given purpose of serving others in whatever our roles. So whether in the corporate world, in government, in the education or health system, in the church or in our homes, we each have a contribution to make to this world that no one else can. Some time ago, I was driving along the causeway leg of Highway 2000, heading from Portmore to Kingston, here in Jamaica, when just as I drove onto the overhead bridge leading to Marcus Garvey Drive, on the upward incline, my vehicle came to a complete stop. It would go no further. No matter how much I turned the key in the ignition or pumped the gas pedal, it would not budge. Even though it is still embarrassing to say it, I will, for your sake. My vehicle had run out of gas. Yep. At first, more than anything else, I was completely and utterly embarrassed. But soon afterward, I became very anxious because I was in a very precarious spot as vehicles with angry drivers waving at me to get off the bridge. Yeah waving at me to get off the bridge, whizzed past me, causing my vehicle to shake with each passing. The sun was relentless, and with no gas, there was no air conditioning. So I was embarrassed, scared, and sweating profusely from both the shame and the heat of the sun. Well, at long last, the highway rescue team surrounded my vehicles with those, you know, those orange rubber cones, to protect both me and the other oncoming motorists until eventually gas was bought and taken to me. 
Now, as you would imagine, I would have preferred that no one else had to learn of this embarrassing event. But I think it is more important that we learn from it. We women are naturally nurturers. We are the ones who carry babies in our wombs for nine months, give birth to them, and then take care of them until they are strong and capable enough to feed themselves, gradually do more and more for themselves, and eventually become independent. We transfer that maternal nature to everyone in our lives, our spouses, our parents, our friends, and in every sphere of our lives, home, work, community. So we are always doing, doing, doing. I'm sure you'll agree that what many of us are not so good at is taking care of ourselves. We tend to find it easier to give than to receive. So we are prone to pouring ourselves out until we are depleted. Just like driving our cars until the fuel runs out, right? Nothing is wrong with taking care of others and our responsibilities, but just as we must refuel our vehicle, something we would think it's simple and easy to do, we need to refuel ourselves. Again, seemingly obvious, but often not done. Now, when we don't take care of ourselves and we deplete ourselves, we become stressed out, full of anxiety, exhausted all the time, and plagued by a range of illnesses from hypertension, depression, diabetes, to more life-threatening conditions such as stroke, heart failure, etc. We know this, we confront this every day. At best, we are miserable and irritable, and the very people we are trying to help want to avoid us, because, talk the truth, we are no fun to be around. At worst, we suffer from painful or crippling and debilitating illnesses. So, how do we keep our tanks full? Here are three secrets. The first secret to keeping your tank full is maintain a proper diet. <laughs> I can hear someone say, duh, you're quite right. That is not a secret. But as elementary as that may seem, I think we all know that some of us routinely skip meals or eat convenient but not necessarily healthy food and snacks and on the run. Many of us have a steady diet of junk and fast food or a diet high in greasy food and processed carbohydrates. As you see from my dilemma, we don't want to wait Till we are famished or malnourished to eat well, do we? And we wouldn't deliberately put bad gas in our vehicle, would we? Not like a few months ago, where we, or a few years ago, I think, where we had some bad gas being sold in many of our gas stations. And we were putting bad gas in our vehicles, unbeknown to us. But until the source was identified and the bad gas removed from the system, many people had their vehicles, engines damaged and had to incur significant expense to repair their vehicles. So the human body is so much more valuable than a vehicle, right? My body, your body, is the temple of God created in his image and likeness. There was one time in the Bible that we saw Jesus get really mad and that was when the temple, which should have been exclusively for, for worship, was being abused and misused by vendors to trade and profit at the expense of the worshippers. 
With a display of intense passion, Jesus turned over the trading tables and literally drove the traders out. Well, similarly, God cares about how we treat our bodies and what we put into it, both on a spiritual and physical level. We must eat balanced, healthy meals. This includes the right combinations and the right portions. Experts advise that a balanced meal should consist of at least three food groups. Staples, which are you know your carbohydrate sources, you know like bread fruit and ground provision, like sweet potato, yam, breadfruit. Food from animals or legumes and nuts, which are all rich protein sources, you know like red peas, corn, gongo peas, pigeon peas, and we should also have vegetables and fruits. We should choose a variety of and of types and colors, such as yellow and green and leafy vegetables and fruits. These are like your carrots and your pumpkin, patchoy, callaloo, bhaji, string beans, bodhi, cabbage, cucumbers, and fruits such as mangoes, bananas, pineapple, cherries, plums, oranges. Sounds good, right? Mouth watering. We are so fortunate in the Caribbean to have our pick of fruits and vegetables. We have different fruits and vegetables in season every single month of the year. So we always have a range of affordable fruits and vegetables. So we have no excuse. But just how much of each of these should we be eating? You know, we can have as many vegetables as our heart desires, right? As many as we want. Half of our plate should comprise of vegetables. A quarter of our plate should consist of the foods from animals, of legumes and nuts. And the other quarter, of our carbohydrate source. Apart from this, ladies, minimize or avoid refined and artificial sugars, have small portions at least three times a day and no later than 6 p.m. daily. So the second secret to keeping your tank full, and that again is not really a secret, is drink lots of water throughout the day, every day. Even our vehicles need their fluids. How many of you know that 55% of an adult woman's body is made up of water? I used to boast that I don't drink water. Believe it or not, I didn't. Apart from my morning tea and juice and drinks, I did not practice drinking water. We'll talk more about me and my follies in later episodes, but suffice it to say, we need water. Here are some of the main functions of water in our bodies. It regulates body temperature, moistens tissues in the eyes, nose and mouth, protects our body organs and tissues, carries nutrients and oxygen to cells, lubricates the joints, lessens the burden on our kidneys and liver by flushing out waste products, and it helps dissolve minerals and nutrients to make them accessible to our bodies. So do the maths. What do you think happens when we don't drink enough water? So how much water do we need to drink each day? Health experts commonly recommend eight ounce, eight, eight ounce glasses, which equals about two liters or half a gallon a day. So this is called the eight by eight rule and it's very easy to remember. Or you can use the formula of between half an ounce and an ounce of water for each pound you weigh. For example, if you weigh 150 pounds, 
that would be 75 to 150 ounces of water a day. I have my favorite gas bottle with the inscription, quote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I take it everywhere I go and sip on water constantly throughout the day, even when I'm not thirsty. You can do something like that too. Use your favorite go-to cup or water bottle or get one. And some of you may say that you don't like water. <laughs> you should drink it anyway. However, you could enhance your water by the, or the taste of your water by adding things like lemon, lime, grapefruit, cucumber, fresh mint, or watermelon. You may also be happy to know that non-alcoholic fluids, including tea and coffee and fruit juice, all count toward your fluid intake. Of course, plain water is best because even fruit juice has sugar and too much has its negative effects. So the final secret is get adequate rest and relaxation daily. Again, another seemingly obvious and basic requirement, right? <laughs> we know that is not so true. After all, we have so much to do in any one day. We have to burn the candle on both ends if we are to make progress and move up the corporate ladder, right? While faith without work is dead, and we need to earn a living, we really do not have to do that 24-7. Even God rested after creating the world, and he expects us to do the same. He actually instituted a day of rest, and although we're not expected to slavishly observe a day of rest anymore, the fundamental principle of rest remains intact. If we are to replenish our energy, we must take breaks throughout the day and get sufficient sleep, preferably at night. Not even a motor vehicle can be run without a break. The natural wear and tear is accelerated and everything has to be replaced sooner than they should. Tires, battery, engine, etc. Ladies, it could be as simple as getting up from our desk every half hour just to stretch or go for some water Use the bathroom. Yeah, some of us put this off too. Walk around a bit and return to our work. We could do five minutes of exercise, make a phone call while standing, etc. We will find that we have more energy and feel less depleted at the end of the day. If possible, especially those of us working at home, we could plan to take a nap each day. In some cultures, an afternoon nap or siesta is institutionalized. They certainly know the value of a nap for keeping the tank full. Well, some of us struggle to sleep at night. I have my hands up here. Yes, the struggle is real. The reason for the struggle is, drum roll here, it starts when we don't take breaks during the day. So from the moment our feet touch the ground, we begin to work. In fact, before our feet touch the ground, we have started thinking about the work. Then we don't stop until we're ready to tumble into bed, right? But guess what? Our brains can't stop working. Our thoughts are racing, our adrenaline is high, and we therefore toss and turn and continue to work in our heads, thinking about what we still have to do and planning ahead. Okay, maybe not all of us, but we each know what keeps us awake at night. Here are some tips that have worked for me or I have received from friends and doctors. One, 
have a set bedtime and wake time and have a bedtime routine which starts at least one hour before bedtime so you can wind down. Two, stop all forms of work. Yes, housework too, long before your bedtime and include activities that will cause you to relax such as mild exercise or stretches, listening to calming music, writing in a gratitude journal, reading an enjoyable, relaxing book. Three, shut down all electronics and stop staring at any screen long before bedtime, removing that stimulation that will keep your mind active and your adrenaline going. Four, don't eat after 6 p.m. as your digestive system needs rest too. Five, play soothing instrumental music. Six, ensure your room is dark and as cool as possible. I know some of us are in the tropics, but do what you can. And finally, consult with your doctor if you are having continuous sleepless nights and ask them for natural remedies, not, I repeat, not sleeping pills. Ladies, we have very important roles to carry out in our homes, businesses, churches, communities, countries. We are in it for the long haul. So let's take care of our bodies so we would be able to stand up to the tasks at hand. It is often said, it's one life we have. It is true, it's one body we have. There are no spare parts. We must take care of ourselves as no one else is going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast, Mind Your Business. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share. Feel free to comment. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts on self-care and some of the tips you have learned from your own experiences. Have a great week. And until next time, I am your host, Sharon Caruthers, reminding you to mind your business.